You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful. You are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast, your daily home for news notes and analysis, infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Locked On listeners, NFL football is back. And though this football season might be a bit different, Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch the season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Pepsi, made for football watching. Patriots fans, we are halfway through the month of September, and on this Tuesday, September 15th, we will continue to break down the Patriots' victory in Week 1 over the Miami Dolphins. And if yesterday was all about feeling the flow of victory, today will be about putting things back in perspective. And I'll get into what I mean by that in just a moment. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which, of course, is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback. Strongly encouraged because they make us who we are. Feel free to share that feedback anytime by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there doing some Tuesday traveling through the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Greetings and salutations, Pats Nation. Thank you for joining me here today on the pod, and I know you're all still riding the wave of excitement when it comes to the Patriots' victory over the Miami Dolphins on Sunday, opening the 2020 NFL season 1-0. And it's understandable, Cam Newton looking solid, healthy, and comfortable as the quarterback of the New England Patriots, the running game looking like the New England Transit Authority, all three units on the Pats' defense looking stellar. What's not to love, am I right? It's a victory, and to the victor go the spoils. But that's not all the winning team gets. There's also a lot of expectations put on the shoulders of that victorious team. And as we look ahead to the Patriots Week 2 matchup, that task is going to get a whole lot tougher with Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks staring them right in the face. And fear not, everyone, we will spend a significant amount of time breaking down that game against the Seahawks, including our Locked On crossover on Thursday with the host of Locked On Seahawks, Corbin Smith. But as exciting as this Sunday night matchup will be, we're not quite done with our evaluation of the Patriots' Week 1 victory over the Miami Dolphins. Yesterday, here on Victory Monday on the pod, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com joined me, and by and large, we were pretty positive about what we took away from the game on Sunday. But that doesn't mean there aren't areas for concern. And having had the opportunity to rewatch the game a couple of times now, I was able to pick up on a few things that I didn't catch during the first viewing. And in the interest of not raining on the parade of good feelings we all have going on in Foxborough right now, I'll stop short of calling them problems or areas of concern. Let's just call them areas for growth potential. And there might be more of them than you think. But before you think I'm being negative just for the sake of being negative, I'm not the only one that picked up on these areas. My guest here today on Locked On Patriots picked up on them too. And let me tell you folks, his concern level is a bit higher than mine. So in the interest of gaining this perspective, as only he can provide it, I thought today might be the perfect day to give Locked On Patriots its very own hashtag. 
Yeah, you guessed it, folks. Joining me right here on the pod today is the green king of Sting himself, Thomas Murphy. And if you've paid any attention to Murph's Twitter feed over the course of the last 24 to 48 hours, then you know that the man has some, how shall we say, feelings about what he saw on Sunday. Of course, we'll be discussing Cam Newton's impressive debut in Patriot Blue. But can New England sustain that type of commitment to the running game that we saw against the Dolphins on Sunday? Could there be any factors out there that could possibly derail it, such as Cam's health, facing a more formidable and experienced defense? Or are there still significant questions about his supporting cast on offense? We'll even flip the script and talk about the defense. Yesterday, you heard Steve and I sing the praises of all three phases when it comes to the Patriots' defense. The interior of the offensive line, the linebackers and the edge rushers, and of course, that stifling secondary. But were the optics of the defense's performance enhanced by the level of competition they faced? Or lack thereof? Well, Murph and I will delve into those questions and much more in just a moment here on Locked On Patriots as we continue to place Sunday's victory over the Dolphins under the microscope. But first, now that week one of the 2020 NFL season is in the books, you're in full football mode, and you don't want to miss a second of the action. But sometimes, with all the various games and all the various time zones, you can be on information overload. Well, this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, all the crazy catches, all those wild comebacks, and the breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place where you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Patriots fans, it has been an approximate 48-hour era of good feelings here in New England following the Patriots' defeat of the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. Stout defense, strong showing by Cam Newton, the ground attack looks potent, folks, and it even had me already calling this team the New England Transit Authority. But things aren't always as they seem, and despite the win, there are some areas of concern, and here today to address those areas is the man who holds the keys, the monster keys. That's right, folks, it's that time again. Your favorite and mine, my benefactor in this business, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy is back for his weekly appearance here on Locked On Patriots. Thank you for coming to me in friendship and for joining me today on the pod, Don Murph. Always my pleasure, but always my pleasure. God, I get a cough. <laughs> I hate that. Um, no, uh, it's always words. great to be here. Thanks for asking me. Um, you know, I, you know, sliding me down to number two in the lineup after a great show yesterday from. Uh, from our good friend, um, uh, I, I didn't just blank on Steve's name. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's going to be replaying that. He yeah, will be replaying well, that and letting you hear it for a good long mm-hmm. time, I, I assure you. Um, yeah, and you know what? I do have the power of the editing pen, but you know what? I'm going to leave it in just because yeah, I leave it's it, going to make leave it, good please, copy later. Because he's gonna, no, he's gonna, yeah, he's going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, all kidding aside, it's always, always my pleasure to have you guys join me on the pod and uh, to break down what was an interesting opening game for the New England Patriots. Definitely gone as Patriots fans would have hoped it would be scripted. And Murph, the story of the weekend was Cam Newton. Uh, All eyes were on Cam, delivered a solid debut, rushed 15 times for 75 yards, two touchdowns, threw for 155 yards as well, leading a Patriots offensive attack that looked pretty formidable on the ground. As a matter of fact, in the final tally, New England had amassed 217 of its 357 yards on the ground. So different dimension for the Patriots on offense. And we talked about how that was going to be different. But you and I both know that one game is one game. And as great as this ground attack seemed to look on Sunday, you have to think that the Patriots are hoping it remains sustainable, especially if teams line up to take away the run and force Cam to throw, which they should and I believe they will. And I think it's going to start in Seattle this Sunday. Murph, based on what you saw this past weekend, do you wonder if teams do start to focus more on containing Cam and keeping him in the pocket Do you have any concern from what you saw on Sunday that he can A, be accurate, or B, if the Patriots have the skill players besides just Julian Edelman to get open and make plays for him in the open field? Um, A, uh, is it sustainable? Um, Of course it's sustainable uh, because, unlike you, I would beg the Patriots to keep doing this. Okay. Go ahead. Sure. You scored 21 (laughs) points. Watch me hang thirty-eight on you. Um, this is gonna. This whether or not this is gonna be sustainable is whether is gonna predicate not on the uh, the offense but on the defense. If the defense can keep you know turning uh, opposing teams over three times, and uh, and the Patriots not scoring off of any of those opportunities, which really ticked me off. Um, and uh, and also um, you know hold opponents to to eleven points. But unfortunately, we're not going to be playing the Dolphins every single week. We're not going to be able to turn Fitz Magic into Fitz Tragic, as I wrote on Friday, the way he he normally does. Um, it, it, it's 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 sustainable. You can keep doing it, but is it going to get you into the playoffs? I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I'm glad that you mentioned uh, uh, the Patriots defense because that's definitely a key component in why the Patriots looked so good on Sunday. And we'll get into the defense in a little bit. But uh, obviously with Cam being able to sustain this, yeah, I agree. I think it is sustainable uh, because Cam just has an ability to be able to run an offense in that fashion in a lot right. of ways in which Patriots fans just haven't seen before. Obviously, you can, you have concerns about the health. I know he said his hamstring is fine, but there is video out there of him holding it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that progresses throughout the week if he seems to be hampered by it. I don't expect it's going to affect his playing status on Sunday, but it may no. hamper him a little bit. And if it does, do the Patriots have to show a little bit of diversity in their offense early on the other key piece obviously is you hope that his shoulder his feet everything hold up from the injuries that he's had in the past I didn't see any sign that they were going to uh, be a problem he looked pretty healthy on Sunday he did that's a great piece of news for Patriots fans I think another reason why he had a lot of success was the offensive line you heard Cam himself after the game say it as a matter of fact he gave the ball to David Andrews told him to spike it Uh, First of all, I think as a favor to David, just to get him back out there and see that he was so happy to be back out on the field, but also as a nod to the offensive line and in terms of what they've done for him all throughout training camp and providing that type of protection. I thought having Mike Onwenu 
uh, rotating him at right tackle, despite the fact that he hadn't played the position in quite some time, was a smart move by Bill Belichick. He almost was like a third tight end in there at times. And I think that helped providing, you know, some, some solid blocking that allowed for the running game to really get on track. I also thought Isaiah Wynn had a fairly good game as well uh, in being able to uh, uh, to protect the, uh, uh, the, the pass protection and in the run game on the left-hand side. And speaking of that running game, buddy, uh, they had some pretty stellar moments on Sunday. All four of the Patriots running backs got at least four carries. I think part of it was to get these guys looks. I've heard some people say that, oh, well, they're still, you know, using this as the preseason to get these guys looks. But knowing Bill the way we do, you have to think it was a concerted effort by the coaching staff to throw the Dolphins a lot of different looks. And I think it worked. It seemed to work. They ran the ball pretty well on Sunday. Who stood out to you among the running backs? And how do you think this unit as a whole can complement the added dimension that Cam brings to the table? Well, at the running back position, who who really stood out to me, of course, was was James White. He, he had a fantastic game. Um, you know, averaged four yards per carry, and then he did his damage uh, catching the ball out of the out of the backfield. But I really, really enjoyed watching JJ Taylor out there. Uh, he had one one good run of over ten yards. Um, Burkhead got one off for fifteen yards. It, it was it was a a team room effort and and i see a lot more of that happening in the future sony sony did look good uh people are going to say well he only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. he only got 10 carries on the day uh he things were still a tad bit predictable when he was in was in the uh in the backfield and and that kind of you know mitigates what he was able to do. It just seemed like every time he was in there, yeah, they did stack the box and that put it against him. So no, I'm happy with what everybody did running the football. Of course, what cam was able to do running the football looked really good and it got people hyped up. He ended up with two touchdowns. Sony ended up with one Um, there, but there's room to grow with this. Uh, We're going to see Josh do a lot more things out of the sets that he was using even uh, even the super heavy sets. I called for heavy sets in my keys to the game last week, and I didn't think he'd run four tight ends out there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was fun to see. Uh, but no, the, the the running game is is sustainable. It's going to have to be sustainable because of the problems that the, the Patriots are still showing in other areas. Yeah, without question. And speaking to that sustainability, and speaking to that sort of areas of concern or things that may have opened your eye. Um, It's time for a Murph rant here for just a little bit on the offensive side of the ball, because in our next segment, we will focus more on the defense on the offensive side of the ball. What concerns you the most when you look at this team as a whole, uh, where are the areas that the Patriots really need to improve? And dare I say, starting this Sunday in order to, uh, you know, really uh, face what will be a pretty formidable uh, Seattle attack. Well, as you know, I am an old man, and um, I love uh, a ground-and-pound game, and I love a good old-fashioned Chuck Knox uh, football. But um, if you're going to run to set up the pass, you have to actually pass the football. And um, there wasn't enough of that uh, over the weekend. I thought it was it was a tad bit too run-heavy. You people are all happy with at the, the final score, and I'm getting – but Murph, it should have been 28-31 to 11 or 31 to, you know, um, to three, it's, 
that, that's why the term is there, okay? Run to set up the pass. There, there needs to be more balls thrown in the air, and I think you will see it when 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 teams start sucking up and 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 working their way into stopping the run, and Cam will open it up. The the, the problem is that the the wide receivers that we have, I I am not seeing um, a uh, a better product out there after one game uh, than I did after 16 games, 17 games last year. I'm not happy with Nikhil Harry at all. Um, we talked about his uh, his work with a uh, with a foot coach, uh, you know, footwork coach over the the off season. Uh, that wasn't the problem on Sunday. The the problem on Sunday is he's still getting jammed. This is a man. This is a humongous man, people. Um, and he's still getting uh, chucked at the line of scrimmage, not being able to get off. He can't run. He can't put his shoulder down and run through Smurfs to go get a first down. And he can't hang on to the ball when you know touchdowns are imminent. What the hell? What the ever loving hell? You should have spent the year uh, maybe with Jerry Rice, learning how to use Stickum. Maybe maybe you know a, a wide receiver that is not afraid to go and get those extra three yards. They can teach you to lower your shoulder and, and go get some for me. I was not happy with the first round pick. Um, it, it surprised me last year, and uh, and it's really ticking me off right now that Bill did not go get Debo Samuel when I told him to. <laughs> no, and you know, I think there there are a lot of people that will share those sentiments, and especially when it comes to the toughness of being able to hang on to the football and be able to, uh, you know, move forward and get the type of yardage that you need in that role, especially in the role that he's playing. Uh, one of the easiest ways to develop a, a problem in a Bill Belichick offense or a Bill Belichick coach team in a the Josh McDaniel offense as well. Yeah, exactly. The lack of yak, the lack of yards after the catch, folks. And if you do not protect the football, it is the cardinal sin for this type of a team. And I know they're probably going to still ride Nikhil because I think Cam likes him. I think there is a synergy there. And I think there is some talent that's budding that needs to come out, but it's going to have to come out quickly. And if he has problems holding on to the football, you're going to see him taken out of the offensive uh, you know, game plan, uh, at least uh, as a prominent feature of the game plan, sooner rather than later. And uh, that, that could be a problem moving forward. So, Murph, the offense took the spotlight, but I think the defense took this one home for the Patriots on Sunday. Really looking great in all areas of the field. But where are the areas of improvement? How can this team stack up against a more formidable offensive attack? Murph and I answer this question and more when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, making sure that your vehicle is looking and running at its absolute best is a true labor of love. And the best way for you to take pride in your ride is to visit my friends at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and here's the best part, folks, the prices you prefer. Best of all, rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers just like you and me. 
Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to put Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Fans, Thomas Murphy is here today for his weekly appearance on Locked On Patriots. A hashtag locked on Murph Tuesday on the pod, if you will, folks. And Murph, the Patriots defense, I think, once again, proved its prowess. They look solid in the secondary. They look stout between the tackles. Great performances by the interior defensive line. The secondary is always solid. But for me, the key was versatility. And I think that's going to be the story of this Patriots defense, especially in the secondary where guys like Jawan Williams and uh, <laughs> plug here, my guy, Adrian Phillips, uh, yep. really seemed to take their hybrid roles. I thought they really seemed to take to these roles and played them very well. Uh, but it wasn't a perfect day, even as much as I'd love to say it was a perfect day for Adrian. It wasn't. There were some chunk plays that were let up. Uh, there were some coverage issues. Um, sometimes a little bit late in the game, they looked to be a little bit gassed, maybe breaking down a little bit. But overall, I thought they, they played a very solid game in all three phases. Murph, when you looked at the defense, what stood out to the most to you in terms of things that you'd like to build on, meaning the positives that you think can only get better? Is that scary? (laughs) Or uh, what were some of the things that you saw in defense that may make you a little squeamish moving forward when the Patriots do have to face maybe more formidable offensive attacks? Um, I I, I don't want to say anything made me squeamish that, that, I, w- I would have liked to have seen a, a bit more finish on uh, the linebackers getting to the quarterback. Um, we had hurries. We had a hit here or there. Derek Rivers did have a sack. Well done. Um, I, but but other than that, they, they weren't getting home. That, uh, that really – I understand, people, that it, it's about pressure and it's about throwing guys off of uh, their timing – and things like that. And that all works in, but to get those minus yards is, is really going to be important going forward uh, to make these teams play further behind the sticks, to get them into situations where it is third and long. It is, uh, they are looking at fourth, fourth down and not saying, yeah, it's a 63% chance that we can make it. Let's go get some. Um, That's that, that's my main concern is being able to get home going forward. Yeah, and I think that I do agree with you on that, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, limiting the, uh, the obviously, the goal of a defense is to limit the amount of points that the offense is going to score, right. but it's the way that they do it. It's the diversity in which the Patriots are able to do it. Can they sustain that? Uh, we saw the secondary come up with big plays, uh, you know, routinely, and they do this. Stephon Gilmore with the interception, J.C. Jackson with the interception. The flip side is, you know, Stephon had a couple of uh, pass interference calls. One of those, I think, was a little when Steve and I talked about this yesterday here on the pod. One of them, I think, was a little more ticky-tack. The other uh, yeah. was, I think, Stefan trying to overcompensate and did commit the uh, the penalty. But I thought J.C.'s uh, um, uh, interception uh, was a very much a heads up play especially yeah, at a, a point in the in the game where they really they needed it um i wouldn't say they needed it but a point in the game that was so key and so clutch uh even bill belichick uh, gave him his uh, his props um earlier this week when uh, when he spoke to the media and specifically singled out jc's uh, performance and that's not something bill does uh, uh, that often 
one of the things that I was so impressed with Murph when it came to uh, the uh, the defense on uh, um, on Sunday was the interior of the off the, the defensive line, and I think a lot of people had worried about the departure of Danny Shelton, uh, the lack of health, uh, and the lack of visibility to a guy like Bo Allen, who was brought in to be his like for like replacement. Um, I think Byron Coward did an amazing job on Sunday. Uh, I think uh, his power and the ability for him to shed blocks in the trenches really stood out to me um our good friend evan lazar pointed out in his post-game column that he's a difficult guy to move backward he uses his upper body strength to control his engagements and shed those blocks coward may end up being one of the more unsung heroes on this uh, um on this defense do you think that a presence of coward the way he's playing right now makes this a better team at defending the run than they were in 2019 because that was their achilles heel despite the fact that they were a very good uh, one of the best defenses in the league in 2019 i'm not ready to go there yet i'm really not um miami's run game is trash dude it really is. Their offensive line is brand new across the board. These guys are all start just starting to get to know one another. There's no as a, as a big fat guy. Guys, I am. I'm, I'm I'm a round person. I played center my entire life. I know how important it is to know that guard that's standing next to you, and how important it is for that guard to know that um that uh. Uh, tackle that is next to him or, or that, you know, that inline tight end and how they're going to play and what you have to do um, on both sides, you know, on the right side and on the left side, you have to know these people. This takes time. There is no more unit. Uh, there's no unit more important on an NFL team than the offensive line. Uh, we do everything together. We eat together. We, we freaking nap together underneath trees. We, you know, th- this is what we do because you have to get to know these guys. Um, very, very. The defensive line is going to end up facing more prolific offensive lines, lines that have been together uh, uh, for a great deal of time coming up in this uh, in this schedule, and they're going to face. Um, vastly in vastly better running backs and better systems than they did against uh Miami. I'm sorry. It, it, it's I'm just not ready to go there yet. Uh I I do think that this is they they played a good game. I'm not taking anything away from them, but let let's just wait, man. It's a bit early after one game against the Miami freaking Dolphins. That offensive line and and the running backs that they're throwing out there. Yeah, I think a little dose of reality that we all needed, myself included. And I thought you brought That's up me. some I'm good points. I'm glad half full guy. I know, and I'm no, and I'm glad that you did that because, in a lot of ways, you know, you start to buy into it. And, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody. You look at film, you look at breakdowns, and you start to see yep. what these guys are doing and doing well. And they look at it. You tend to maybe shy away from looking at the competition. <sighs> and that's not a knock to Miami, folks. I'm not going to sit here and start flushing them down the toilet. No, this is about but, Miami being a new offensive line and, absolutely. and not loving their, their running backs and, and, and quite yeah. frankly, Chan Gailey's system. Yeah, perfectly. Uh, perfectly said. And, and I completely agree with that. So thank you for lending that thicket of wisdom and counsel here to Locked On Patriots. It's why we bring you on, buddy. You're always, always the voice of reason and wisdom and counsel. Yeah, I know. The people are freaking out, though. They're out there <laughs> freaking out. There's like, wow, Mike and Murph aren't agreeing. No, we don't always agree, folks. We don't. And, no, we and don't. I, you know me. I pull no punches. 
Absolutely. And you know what? Variety is the spice of life. It makes things a little bit better. And just to add a little additional spice onto the, uh, uh, the top of this show today leads me into my last question. And we start to look ahead now, Murph. We start to turn our attention towards Seattle. Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks obviously have an impressive win on Sunday over the Atlanta Falcons. Although, you know, we'll, you know, talk about competition all we want yeah. to, but this is going to be a formidable, especially a formidable offense for the Patriots to defend, uh, improved on defense as well. Early thoughts on the Seahawks, uh, not putting you on the spot, you know, so much here, but early thoughts on the Seahawks and what type of attack might we see the Patriots employ? Um, I, I'm hoping a more balanced attack. Uh, that's for sure. My thoughts on the Seahawks are this Russell Danger Wilson has been the, uh, best quarterback under the age of 40 in the NFL for about six years now. And, uh, and he is going to not be fooled by the, the myriad of, uh, of defenses that bill throws out there. These guys are going to have to be in the hip pocket of every single uh, receiver that, that gets out into space come Sunday. And they're also going to have to worry. They're going to get a dose of their own medicine. What are they going to do when when Wilson uh, takes off? I'm I'm really looking forward to hear hearing that, seeing that. Uh, this is a good team. This is a, a a quality team led by a quality coach. No matter what you guys think of whether or not he should have run on uh, down at the goal line a few years ago or not, uh, this is a man that that does not get confused that often. We were lucky that day he did. <laughs> but um, other than that, no. This is it's going to be a great. A, a great matchup, um, but the Patriots are going to have to catch a couple of breaks to to get to two and zero. Yeah, definitely. Well said. He's not uh, going to throw Russ. three interceptions, people. It's just it's not going to happen. Yeah, Russell Wilson is at the top of that echelon, and he's going to prove it. I think again on Sunday, it's going to be a tough game. I'm glad you said that the Patriots are going to have to be precision. That means. In the hip pocket, like you said, somebody like J.C. Jackson is primed for a big game. If the Patriots are going to win this game, I look at him as being one of the keys on defense. He's one of their best cover corners. Obviously, you know, nobody's taking away from Stephon Gilmore. He is the best of this unit without question. But I think in order for the Patriots to win this game, I think Jackson has to come up, have a big game. And I think that interior of the defensive line that I just touted is going to have to be very, very good on Sunday in order to be able to shut down that Seattle offense. Murph, what can I say? You're always, always family here. I can't thank you enough for coming on, lending your wisdom and counsel each and every week here to the Locked On Patriots podcast. Folks, you should already be doing so. But for any of our new listeners, and we do have quite a few this week, and we welcome you and we appreciate you, follow this man, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, on Twitter, at tmurph 207 do not miss Murph's Monster Keys. Each and every week, they are point-click learn material. You'll be a better football fan. You'll be better equipped to watch the game on Sunday. And you'll just be a better person all the way around for reading this man's work. Uh, always proudly found on DieHardBostonSportsFans.com. And, of course, never miss an episode of One Patriot's Place, my favorite Patriots podcast, with Murph and our great mutual friend Steve Balistrieri. My good man, thank you again. Always honored, always humbled by your presence. Fantastic to be here. Always a joy, man. And it's, it's even great when we disagree. I think it might even be better. 
It is. You know what? Again, variety is the spice of life. You added just the right amount of spice, I think, to make this show sizzle a little bit. We'll continue to work on that, and I'll continue to ask the tough questions. You continue to tell us what we need to hear. Not always what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. Makes us all better, my friend, and that's why we love you. Have, have a great week. Stay safe. Stay well. We look forward to doing this all again next week. All right, bud. And so, Patriots fans, I hope that you have enjoyed today's Locked On Murph episode here on the Locked On Patriots podcast. It's always an honor and a privilege to share the microphone with my good friend. And whether you may have agreed with Murph's insight or not, he always calls it like he sees it. And folks, if I'm being honest, he's right a whole lot more than he's wrong. But even after observing Murph's wisdom and counsel today, I'm sure that many of you out there still have questions surrounding this Patriots team. Questions about what you saw this past Sunday. Questions about what you might see this coming Sunday. And when you have these types of outstanding questions, you want answers. Well, tomorrow here on Locked On Patriots, I will be reopening the midweek mailbag, which means that all of you, the great listeners of Locked On Patriots, are the star of tomorrow's show. So be sure to submit your questions to me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C or via the Locked On Patriots account at L-O underscore Patriots for a chance to have it featured on tomorrow's pod. And, of course, expert analysis on Sunday's matchup with the Seattle Seahawks is still to come. So to ensure that you do not miss a single episode of Locked On Patriots, download us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just make sure that you're staying locked into Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Thomas Murphy for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, but most of all, I thank you all so much for listening and for making Locked On Patriots a part of your daily New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, stay safe, stay well, continue to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.